Welcome to Good Morning Vale for this Saturday, November 4th edition. I'm your in-studio host, Ben Roof, and today's show is all about community service. We're going to be heading out to Roundup River Ranch to see what's all going on out there on the Colorado River. Avija has got an amazing location in Vale to show us today, and then Access Unbound is going to join us at the end of our first hour. So your first hour of Good Morning Vale starts right now. Lionshead Jewelers Fossil and Mineral Gallery. Located in the heart of Lionshead Village for over a decade, our 4,000 square foot gallery boasts a one-of-a-kind experience that cannot be found anywhere else in Vail. We carry the most exquisite array of fine jewelry, high-end minerals, and museum quality fossils. We invite you to come in and explore all the history and beauty that nature has to offer. Hi, it's Julio from TV8 Vale. Do you ever wonder why our tagline is there's more for you on 92? Because we're always bringing you more. More Good Morning Vale from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. all year long. More local coverage with Vale Vibes and Covered Bridge on TV8. More opportunities to participate with new roundtable panels on Mountain Perspectives and our new Spanish programming block coming this fall. Find us on Comcast Xfinity Channel 92 on YouTube or our website at tv8vale.com. Thank you for watching Good Morning Vale. Have an amazing day. Get on out there, soak up that sunshine. We'll see you tomorrow right here for more Good Morning Vale. Bye, everyone. Hi, I'm Gretchen Bleshaw. You might recognize me from the glitz and glam with Gretchen. Maybe you hear my voice on the radio from time to time or see me out at a concert or two. I love concerts. If you see me out, the long mermaid hair, I'm almost six foot tall. It's hard to miss. Come and say hi. Give me a high five. And make sure to watch me right here on TV8.
Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. A little bit earlier this fall, I was able to head out to the Roundup River Ranch to talk to some of the management team about what they've got going on there and what their plans are for the future. So let's go check it out. We are here at the Roundup River Ranch, part of the Serious Fun Network of Camps, with Jen Clark and Sterling Leha, part of the management team here. And Jen, tell us a little bit about what the Roundup River Ranch is and what you guys do here. Yeah, so Roundup River Ranch, we provide life-changing camp programs for children with serious illnesses and their families, free of charge, medically supported, and they get to come out to this beautiful campsite and do your traditional camp activities like boating, archery, um, art yurts, a lot of different things, and having tons of fun with their peers. Um, what's unique about our camps is that Children get to come here and they get to be grouped with people that might have a similar diagnosis or illness as them. And so they spend the whole week with each other and they'll be able to bond and connect, which they haven't, might not have the opportunity back at home to do. And so that really kind of helps them create a little bit of a support network, too, with people who are going through a similar experience. So let me ask you this, Sterling. How does, how does somebody get involved in the Roundup River Ranch and how do the kids get Selected isn't necessarily the right word, but how is that process? Sure. Well, community is very important at Roundup River Ranch. Like Jen said, it's it's where families can meet other families on similar life journeys. So for that reason, a lot of our campers are referred to us by uh, physicians and nurses and medical staff um, in hospitals and clinics. We also have campers referred to us from schools. Um, parents are great advocates and often will help us recruit as they meet other parents at support network meetings and things like that. Um, we work hard to serve the kids who need camp the most, um, and so we start by always working on finding kids who would not otherwise have a camp experience. And nobody has to pay for anything, correct? All of the kids that are coming out here, it's all donated time, all volunteers, all everything is kind of there to support them. So let me ask you this. Tell me a little bit about how the support network came about and how this camp kind of originated? Yeah, great question. So part of the Serious Fun Children's Network of Camps, um, Paul Newman, the Hollywood actor that everyone's familiar with, um, started a camp in Connecticut called Hole in the Wall Gang Camp. And he really, his kind of philanthropy really wanted to give back to kids that, you know, maybe couldn't go to a camp or had a medical issue and wanted to really give back to that community and make sure they can still raise a little hell and be a kid and go to camp. And so that started and it really morphed now into about nine domestically, but 30 kind of worldwide. Um, so it's huge and everyone has a similar mission. So all the camps are free and we're all serving children with serious illnesses. So Roundup River Ranch really started with board members on the Serious Fun Children's Network who had houses out here and they, you know, really wanted to push having a camp out here. So we started talking to hospitals in Denver, started talking to the right people. Um, and then we started a campaign. And as Sterling mentioned, community is amazing out here. People wanted to jump in and really help get this campsite literally from the ground up. And so it was founded in 2006 by passionate people um, in the community that got the right people together to build a campaign, get the campsite going. And we were able to open in 2011 to just over, I think, 200 campers. Um, and the gates opened and they had an amazing week-long experience. 
And you guys are still growing to this day, correct? You guys have just kind of gotten off of a major fundraising campaign over the course of the summer, and you've got a great program that's starting up today, too, to kind of help bring a lot of those families in together, not just the kids. So could you tell us a little bit about the family camps that are coming up this weekend and what you guys have planned for the future? Absolutely. We love our family camp programs um, because it's a great opportunity for the whole family to have respite together. Um, my favorite part of family camp is usually on Sunday morning when I walk into the cookhouse and next to the fireplace, there's a couple of dads just sitting there together. And you know, they all just know what each other are going through. And that sense of community is so incredibly important. Um, while we never want a family to have to come to Roundup River Ranch, we want to make sure that as many families as need camp um, can come as possible. So you mentioned our campaign. Um, our goal is to build three additional cabins so we can support more campers in our summer camp programs and more families during our family camp programs. So the family camps, they kind of start to kick off as school gets started and the kids are a little bit more busy with their normal schedules. But I imagine that it gives the parents especially a really great opportunity to kind of relax and recover. I mean, personally, I can't imagine how stressful that's got to be to have a kid going through that and being largely unable to help directly and just kind of be there to support them. So what goes on while the families are here? How do you guys kind of help support that relaxation and that bonding? Yeah, so our programs are varied throughout the, the weekend. We have some programs where the whole family do them together. Um, and for many of our families, you know, they've spent so much time focused on, on clinic appointments and doctor's appointments that that's how they spend their family time. And there's so much value and the power of play, and so being able to play together is so important. A lot of these kids are often told what they can't do over and over again, and the parents are very nervous and always, you know, kind of putting the bubble around their kids. So to come out here and see them running around and being silly as a whole family, and, and for us to be able to say, yes, you can, of course you can do archery, and, and provide all those adaptations and modifications that kids might need, is incredibly, incredibly important. And then we also have adult-only program. And so during the weekend, we'll have spaces that the kids can get together and be kids together, and the parents can get together um, and, and support one another, have adult-only time, which can sometimes be hard when you're a caregiver for a child with a serious illness. Um, and so to be able to say to a family, no, it's, it's okay. We'll have nurses and doctors there. So if your child has a seizure... You don't have to worry about it. We're here. We'll take care of it. And if we need you, we'll come get you. Um, that look of relief and respite is just incredibly powerful. And I would imagine that for the parents, too, having the opportunity to kind of bond with somebody who's in a similar situation and have that ability to share a little bit of that experience is really powerful. Have you heard anything from the parents after the fact about, like, meeting up later or maintaining friendships with the other families going forward? Absolutely. And they all plan to come back to the same camp again next year. <laughs> um, but yeah, we hear a lot of that. They'll start their own communities, share email addresses. Sometimes they'll do little Facebook support groups um, to really reach out and stay connected throughout the year. Because when everyone goes back, they take a piece of camp with them. And it's a different feeling of, you know, maybe their neighbors or their groups or the people that they connect with at school. You know, some of these kids may have allergies or so bad or so much medication or so many appointments that they can't go to birthday parties like their friends at home. They can't do the same sports as their friends. So this is really their community to say, we understand, we see you, we want to do things with you, we want to support you. 
Well, and that's also part of the beauty of these serious fun camps and Roundup River Ranch is that you guys do have that medically supported aspect. And that way you can kind of always support the kids, give them whatever they need and allow them to really have that freedom to play and be kids and bond with each other. And I would imagine that the kids maintain friendships throughout, not just their visits at camp, but when they're gone. And if the kids are coming back time and time again, I imagine those friendships really last for a long time. You guys have any experience of that? Any fun personal stories? Actually, this weekend, and I think in the cabin behind us, we have two kids who have become lifelong friends through camp. Um, And, you know, reconnecting at, at camp, reconnecting at camper reunions, is such an important part for them um, because it's their friend who truly understands them. And we see the same thing with siblings. Um, this is a, a space that siblings can meet other siblings who uniquely understand what it means to have a brother or a sister with a serious illness and what that means for the family, what that means for you know the time and attention that, that their brother or sister might take. Um, and so we also see that in that space, which is really, really impactful. And speaking of the cabins and everything, when the kids are out here, how long are they out here for a typical summer camp program? And sort of what does a normal summer camp week for just the kids program look like? Yeah, so it's about five days. So we have them here overnight. So they stay into the cabins that we're sitting in front of. um, And all of their meals are here. So they're in the Trent's cookhouse in the dining hall. We do breakfast, lunch, dinner. um, And it's a full day of activities. I mean, they are tired, but they're adrenaline being around each other. They just want to keep going. So one morning we have early elk as well. So we have those kids that do like to wake up early and not sleep in. um, And that could be just doing some stretching or going to our pond and doing some fishing early in the morning. Um, And then they'll go and kind of go into their cabin groups and then kind of rotate. So they'll do archery. They'll go do boating. They'll do fishing. They'll do the climbing wall, the zip line. Um, We have an art yurt. We also have um, a sound garden called Lily's Garden where they can go and sit and play music and bond. Um, And then at night it continues. We do one night is a no hand spaghetti dinner so they can all dip their faces in spaghetti and spaghetti sauce. Um, camp dancing happens in the cookhouse. It just keeps going and then it goes into the bedtime routine and it ends in a wonderful candle chat where they all get to bond, talk about the day. And those are truly the conversations where the connection really happens and that peer to peer conversation of understanding what maybe a friend has gone through and then realizing you want to support them and you've also gone through the same thing. And those are those powerful bonds that you really can't get anywhere else except in these cabins with a candle lit and talking with, with your peers. Well, I mean, it, it's absolutely incredible program and I'm sure you guys are giving everybody a wonderful experience, but a lot goes into that behind the scenes. So how do people get involved and how can people help support the Roundup River Ranch and the Serious Fun Networks? Sure. So Roundup River Ranch truly takes a community. Um, We have a small but mighty team um, that is working on camp year-round, but we absolutely thrive on volunteers. We need volunteers to uh, serve as family buddies during family programs, to help run activities, be cabin counselors, help in the kitchen, um, support mailings. I mean, the list goes on and on. So regardless of what um, someone's time commitment looks like or what their interest is, we're always able to find a way for folks to get involved. Um, As you mentioned earlier, all of our programs are completely free of charge. 
And so we also have fundraising events throughout the year that people can get involved in, um, which is a great way to help support a child coming to camp completely free of charge. Awesome. And if people are looking for more information about Roundup River Ranch, they can find that at roundupriverranch.org. And do you guys have any other contact info, phone numbers, or anything that we can reach out? Yeah, if anyone has questions on our volunteer opportunities or want a little bit more personal information, you can reach out to info at Roundup River Ranch. Um, you can come out for a tour. We love walking people around the campsite, um, showing them what all the different things they can do. Um, and everything else is on the website. So reach out. Um, we love to talk to people. We love meeting face-to-face, and we love getting people out here on Colorado River Road. And I'm sure if anybody's interested in donating, they don't need to wait till a fundraiser, correct? That is true. Um, you can donate and help support this incredible cause uh, directly through our website, or like Jen said, reach out, um, give us a call, or send us an email, and we're happy to support support you doing that. Awesome. Well, Sterling Leahy, thank you so much, and Jen Clark, thank you guys so much for stopping by. We'll be right back with a little bit more from the Roundup River Ranch right after this. Good morning, I'm Gretchen Fleshaw, host of TVA Fail. From fashion to food, from film to festivals, experience a unique look at the boutiques, spas, restaurants, and venues that make the Valley so special. Join me for Glitz and Glam. Find it in Good Morning Vale or at our website at tv8vale.com. I can't wait for our next adventure. Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. Hi there, I just wanted to take a moment and introduce myself. My name is Avisha Scarborough, and I'm the host of Vale Vibes, a show about all the amazing stuff going on here in Vale and surrounding areas I'm gonna tell you all about so you don't miss a thing. And I just wanna say that I love being part of this community and it's an amazing place to be. Do you love the outdoor lifestyle? Make sure you tune in every day at 8 p.m. to catch Scoreboard Nation. It's an outdoor lifestyle show dedicated to your three favorite mountain towns, Vail Beaver Creek, Park City, and Reno Tahoe. Join us for an incredible venture. Find us on TV8 Vail, Park City Television, or at thescoredboardnation.com. We can't wait to see you there. At Revival Boutique Med Spa, we take an integrative and holistic approach to skincare, focusing on the bigger picture when treating our clients. We use only result-driven and science-based products that contain clean, organic, wild-crafted, and research-based ingredients. From injectables, facials, to body contouring, we offer anything related to looking your best self. 
Find us in the Riverwalk in Edwards. For a complete list of services, visit us online at RevivalVale.com. Follow us on Instagram at RevivalVale Valley. Fall in love with your skin again. There's lots to love at Revival. Mind. Body. Beauty. Welcome back to the show. For our next segment here, we're just going to stick out at Roundup River Ranch and talk a little bit to the medical team about all of the services that they're able to provide to the kids that are visiting their camp. We are here at the Roundup River Ranch with Dr. Todd Vermeer and Amy Batchelor, part of the medical team here at Roundup River Ranch. So, Dr. Vermeer, tell me a little bit about how you guys support the camp here and what you guys are doing with the kids. So in every session, we have physician and nurse volunteers who come and join us, oftentimes specialists in whatever particular disease uh, is the focus of a camp session. And Amy and I coordinate all of those folks and uh, help provide care, help uh, organize everything so that when the campers get here, we get all their medications uh, lined up for the week and can deliver whatever care they need. And then we both of us and all the volunteers are around to support our activities, make sure everything's safe so that when they're doing something like climbing the climbing wall, we have a nurse or a doctor there uh, to make sure that if anything comes up, we can take care of it right there in place rather than having to have them come here to our medical center, which is available, but we try to keep everyone out of here if we can. So speaking of the medical center here, what level of care are you guys able to provide and how closely are you able to kind of monitor the various campers' conditions, Amy? Yeah, we are, our facility is able to handle, I would say, a pretty high level of um, care for for kids if it's needed emergency-wise. Um, we're in touch with local um, emergency departments and firefighters, paramedics, so they know that we're here and we have a really great relationship with them. Um, but as far as supporting the campers, we actually have our cabin nurses live in the cabins with them, so their cabin nurses with them all the time is with their cabin. So if anything were to come up as far as emergent, um, they're right there, as well as having all of their medications on standby with the nurses. They're all in the cabins with them. Um, and so they actually have like a person right there at all times. So it feels very safe for them. Many of our campers are used to having quite close relationships with their nurses or physicians. And so it's comforting for them as well and our parents when they drop off their kids. That can be really nerve wracking. So they have lots of support here as far as medical goes. And I would imagine that that's probably super encouraging for the parents when they drop their kids off. Like it is a pretty remote location, but to have such attentive medical staff and to have such great care here is probably super relieving. Have you guys seen anything with the kids and how just like having that little bit of extra support kind of helps the kids kind of relax and let go yeah it's amazing for the kids and for the parents you know for the kids we oftentimes we have a medical review process we go through for all of the campers and we'll see notes from parents about how they tire out in the afternoon and we'll probably need a wheelchair because they can't walk very far and we see these kids come and they hike down to the climbing wall and they do the whole ropes course with no uh you know no slowing down and no need for a wheelchair. And it's it's wonderful to see because they just get in an environment where they're with other kids, they're doing it, they want to do it, and they're not being held back. And for the parents, I think one of the most powerful experiences I had this summer was right here where we're sitting, telling parents to turn off their glucose monitoring for their 
child. The child had an implanted glucose monitor that connects with the phone and gives alerts. And we took that over. We said, all right, we're, I've got it on my phone. We've got it on the cabin nurse's phone. You turn it off because we've got this. And they were able to go have four or five days by themselves and not having to worry about the glucose monitor. That is a 10, 15, 20 times a day worry for that particular camper. Uh, and that's just such a wonderful gift to be able to give. Such a wonderful gift to be able to give just in general here at Roundup River Ranch, and it wouldn't be possible without the medical team here. So how did you get involved, Amy, in just the program here and in this kind of care? So we're part of the Serious Fun Children's Network. Um, we are part of multiple camps throughout the country and the world. And I actually started my um, journey with Serious Fun in California at the Painted Turtle, which is another camp in our a sister camp, as I like to call them. Um, and then I have worked here in 2018, and I just came back on to site full-time recently. Awesome. Yeah. And what about you, Dr. Maria? Well, uh, my wife and I have been friends of camp for years and uh, supporters, and my wife's served in a lot of volunteer capacity, including on the board. And when the medical director, who had been the founding medical director, uh, stepped down last year, and uh, I spoke with the folks here because I knew and said, I'd like to talk about that when it comes time. And they brought it to me when it got posted, and we talked through it and got very excited to get to be here and be a part of everything we do awesome do you guys specialize in any particular illnesses or do you have kind of like a area of specialty and is that something that happens within the serious fun network that various camps kind of specialize in yeah. particular regions of illness yeah so we the way we do it we break it down by weeks during the summer so we have six summer sessions and each one has a diagnosis specific focus so we have a week that focuses on cardiac disease um, cancer and immune deficiencies, neurologic disorders. Um, we have a week where it's a combination of asthma and celiac disease and things like that. And we then get special, we have specialist volunteers typically, um, mostly from the front range, but also some from other states who come in to spend those five or six days here. So we'll have the specialist in that particular disease area here. Uh, and then my background is emergency medicine, so I'm sort of a generalist and take take care of whatever comes. But it's wonderful to have those specialists here. They do education for the staff. A lot of our part to our summer staff, counselors and things, are college kids who are interested in medical careers, nursing careers. And so they get some uh, educational talks out of that. And uh, the docs love it because many of the docs who come to volunteer are seeing their patients here at camp and it is just a wonderful experience for them to see them as kids as opposed to as patients but then if they get sick they know what to do for the particular issue they can access their medical records they can contact the other specialists who are caring for the kids and help us make a plan um, we can't do much diagnostically here we have very limited testing that we can do beyond basic infectious disease like strep and COVID and flu. Uh, but we have a lot of treatment we can provide. We are beneficiaries of uh, a lot of gifts from Children's Hospital of Colorado. They give us a great deal of medication every year. So we have a lot of medications that you wouldn't normally have at home that are not over the counter, but because I as a physician, Amy's actually a nurse practitioner as well, we can decide, yep, we need to give you this. We have it. If a camper shows up, and doesn't have one of their medications, we may have it already or we have some donor support to get it for the patient. We partner with our local pharmacies, Vail Health and CVA, uh, City Market, rather, um, 
and they'll get it for us. And uh, so there's a lot we can do. I would imagine that you guys have a pretty close working relationship, both with Vail Health and the Colorado Children's Hospital. Amy, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so a lot of our specialists, like Todd was saying, do bring their own kiddos here. Um, And what a great environment to have them here because... They only see them in a clinic setting. So they've put a lot of visits, work, I would say, work into them. And then they get to see them, like, outside of the hospital. They get to see them, and nurses as well. Um, And so we do have a close bond with um, Children's Hospital Colorado as well as other hospitals um, within our region. We also serve 11 states total um, that we can. However, like, right here in the Front Range and in the Front Range, we are able to support Denver locations and out here um, through through those hospitals. So speaking of the 11 states that you guys serve, is that sort of like a regional designation that like Roundup River Ranch has a region that they cover as part of the Serious Fund Network? Or do you guys have like a system of illnesses that you kind of focus on that kids from all over the country come to this location because of their particular illness? It's more the regional uh, delineation that the camps agree to through Serious Fund. And there is some overlap um, with that. But all, most of the camps serve a wide variety of diseases. There's a whole set of um, typical identified diagnoses that Serious Fund focuses on. Uh, and it tends to be things that are you know, more long-term challenging, require constant medication, constant monitoring. And one of the goals we have is to be able to provide a normal camp experience for kids who can't go to other camps. You know, every camp has a nurse providing medication, but we're providing chemotherapy. We're providing immunosuppressant medications and watching for the side effects of that. We have nurses who are in the cabin who are helping kids who require an hour of care to have a bowel movement every day, and we're able to do that uh, and then get those kids up on the zip line uh, an hour later. So, uh, we are always trying to reach out to families and kids who don't have other options and may not even know this option exists. And the transformation you see in kids who've never been to camp or who maybe went to camp years ago, but then they've been dealing with their illness, it's really magical um, how they just blossom here, make friends. And an important part of it is they get to know other people who are on their same journey. Um, you know, we're heading into a family camp weekend this weekend for specifically around epilepsy. And for a lot of the parents who will be here, it'll be their first time to hang out with other parents who have kids with similar challenges and maybe new diagnoses or maybe 10 years in and share those stories and feel that community that is hard to find out in the world because, you know, Though we see lots, they're few and far between oftentimes in the general population. So, well, and That's got to be such a great experience for the families and for the kids. But before I let you guys go, I've got two more questions for you. First one being, does the altitude make a big difference in standard of care? I mean, we aren't really at a low elevation here. We're probably at, what, six-ish thousand feet, give or take? 63. Yep, we're at 6,300. Um, it, do, it can make a difference um, depending, again, on the diagnosis. So we do, like Todd said, we do serve different diagnoses, and what we do is we tr- accommodate for that. Um, so we serve sickle cell disease, and we also serve kiddos who might need oxygen in a cardiac um, disease. And so they may need more while they're here at this altitude. Most of the time if they're traveling from Denver or even from, like, potentially another state that is 
much lower. It's really going over the passes to get here. That can really be a little more of the issues. Once people, once people are here, though, um, we're able to manage all of those things, too, you know, um, because of donors and they have donated medical equipment and things like that. So we can have oxygen in the cabin. Everything is universal here, accessible, accessibly. And so they can take that oxygen tank portably up the zip line um, and go on down with it. No problem. Um, I think one of the greatest things is like Todd was mentioning is how these kids blossom. There is this concept that I like to call the me too feeling. Um, when a kid meets another kid that has either gone through the same journey as them or has something similar to them, maybe that's a medical device. Maybe, um, they both have the same diagnoses. I know this summer I just walked by these two 12 year old boys. They're just sitting on the grass reading and one of them just looked at the other one and they're like, Oh, what, what kind of like cancer did you have? And he said the exact same thing that he did. And they both like paused and also just smiled and then went back to reading and like playing. It was like not a big deal, but it also, you could tell they had to pause to be like, Oh my gosh, there's someone the same as me. You know, their family members, there's school, like they don't always have that opportunity. And it's so powerful to know that they're not alone. It just changes everything. It's absolutely incredible. And it's so great that you guys are here and such an amazing organization. If anybody was watching us who perhaps had medical training or was interested in getting involved in volunteering for your program, how could they reach out to you guys? And what's the process in getting involved in the medical side of volunteering here at Roundup River Ranch? It's similar to any volunteer opportunities we have here. It's an application through our website initially. uh, And then that then sends them to interview with the either Amy or myself, and we do that online just as a, like a, a Zoom interview to get to know them and find out what their interest is, what their background is. Uh, and we have a wide range of opportunities. I mean, throughout camp, there's lots of volunteering, but for, you know, specifically physicians, nurses, uh, nurse practitioners, PAs, you know, we uh, love having them come. And sometimes it's people who are very focused specifically in the disease, and a lot of those folks come from the front range, from children's and uh, Rocky Mountain Hospital for kids, uh, and they've—we've got a lot of folks who've been involved for a long time, but then we're getting new, newer people as well who are just coming out of their training or in their training. Uh, but really, the easiest way is to start on the website, and then it comes to us to get in touch and get to know them and learn more about them and let them learn more about camp and what our opportunities are like. Awesome, and that website is RoundupRiverRanch.org, right? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Dr. Todd Vermeer, Amy Bachelor, thank you guys so much for joining us. I know you guys have a lot to get to do and get ready for family week, but thank you so much for taking the time to talk yeah. to us. Thank you. Good morning, Vail. Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. Familia, estamos muy emocionados de por fin presentarles nuestro nuevo programa completamente en español, Conexión Latina, que se estrena este lunes 21 de agosto a partir de las 7 de la tarde. Por el momento, el programa se transmitirá los lunes, miércoles y viernes de 7 a 7 y media de la tarde 
con una repetición de 7 y media a 8. Así que no hay excusas para perdértelo. Te recuerdo que puedes sintonizar nuestra programación a través del canal 92 de Comcast, nuestra página web tva.com y nuestra página de Facebook TVA Conexión Latina. Acompáñanos en esta nueva aventura llena de información y entretenimiento local. No te lo pierdas. Thanks for joining us. Well, the playoffs for sports here in the Valley are in full swing, so let's update you on what's happening. Number three in Class 4A, Battle Mountain Boys Soccer has been on a roll lately. They've yet to be scored on this postseason after beating Mullins 6-0 and Golden 3-0. They've got another matchup Saturday against 11th-seeded Nawat in the quarterfinals, and if they win this game, they'll head to the semis where they'll just be one win away from a state championship appearance. Moving over to volleyball, six-seeded Eagle Valley takes on 30th-seeded Severance High Saturday morning and will match up with 18-seeded Meade later in the day. Two wins will have the Devils advancing to states. Battle Mountain, on the other hand, the Cross Valley rival, enters as the 25th seat in a different bracket group and squares off against the 12th-seeded Classical Academy, who is hosting that bracket group. Then they'll try their luck against 13th-seeded Mullen after, and if Battle Mountain can win both of those games, they'll move on to states as well. So Wednesday was opening day at Keystone Resort. Ben Roof and I were there, and we'll take you through some of the sights and sounds. Well, it's opening day at Keystone, and I would say the vibe's starting to pick up a little bit here, wouldn't you, Ben? Definitely. The Stoke is alive. People are real excited getting on the lift. The music's bumping. I am excited for ski season. Well, I'm glad we made it down to opening day. Robbie Whittle joined alongside Ben Roof. Ben, what are you looking forward to most about opening day here at Keystone? I'm just excited about getting in, getting the skis on the feet and getting out there and just starting to make some turns. I mean, that's really all I'm excited about right now. We've got some good snow for this early in the season, but there's only a couple of runs open, so there's not necessarily going to be a whole bunch of room. I'm just kind of thinking about getting warmed up, getting ready to go. 
Yeah, I would say I am too. Let's get after it. Sights and sounds coming at you right now. Opening day, how we feeling? Feeling great, happy to start the season. Opening day, how stoked are we? We're feeling so stoked out here. Although it may be early in the season, Keystone's opening day didn't disappoint. It's been an incredible opening day thanks to some amazing cold weather temperatures. Uh, we've been able to make a ton of snow up on our mountain, open up the season with two miles of skiing on our school marm and silver spoon trails. We've also got a hike to terrain park on our spring dipper trail, as well as a beginner learning area off of our Kokomo carpet lift. With so many options, we took to the slopes. Overall conditions were fair, and we got a lot of good early season laps and to shake off that rust. By mid-December, we should be seeing much more of the resort accessible, but there's one thing to note. Keystone is changing. The resort is opening the Bergman Lift. For the first time ever, guests will have access to 550 acres of lift service terrain in our Bergman Bowl and Erickson Bowl, which is really exciting. Normally when we think of high alpine terrain, we're thinking of strictly double black diamonds, advanced trails. This is actually going to be really approachable terrain for a variety of skill levels. So everybody's going to be able to get that experience of getting to the very top of the mountain, looking out across beautiful Summit County and getting to experience some amazing high alpine skiing. Normally when the words high alpine terrain are brought up, this excludes certain skill levels. However, it keeps Keystone, that's not the case. All skill levels are more than welcome to hit the Bergman lift. And expect this part of the resort to be open mid-December to early January. With Keystone opening on the 1st and A-Basin opening on the 29th, we're just waiting on a few more resorts to open up in our area. Vail Resort is projected to be ready to go November 10th, and Beaver Creek should be operational by November 22nd, just before Thanksgiving. I checked with Copper the other day, and they look to be up and running by November 13th, and Breckenridge will be good to go by November 10th, so it'll be feeling like winter pretty soon here in the Centennial State. Over in Pasadena, California this past weekend, CU football was on the hunt for a win after falling to Stanford at home in an embarrassing fashion. They took on number 23 UCLA. After jumping out to a 3-0 lead, Travis Hunter comes up big for the Buffs as he picks off Bruins quarterback Ethan Garbers to give the Buffs the ball back on offense. The Buffs will settle for another field goal, and this will ultimately come back to bite them. UCLA working deep in CU territory. Garbers finds the open man Carson Steele in the end zone for six and a chance to take the lead with the PAT, which they make to go up 7-6 on Colorado. Back with the ball in the second quarter, it's Garbers again. He'll hand it off to Steele, who makes his way down the field, sifting through the CU defense, but he'll get stopped. Ball comes out, and CU recovers. Another costly turnover for the Bruins, but the Buffs won't capitalize on the fumble recovery. So they'll give it straight back to UCLA again. Garbers with the ball, looking around the field. He'll let it rip, and it's picked off by Travis Hunter for the third turnover of the day. But once again... The Buffs offense doesn't put anything together. UCLA will let the Buffs hang around once again, though, as they turn the ball over again, steal fumbles, and it's recovered by the Buffs before the half. On to the third quarter. Garbers and the Bruins offense find some rhythm as he gets Logan Loya downfield for the biggest gain of the night. Now Garbers back with it looking downfield. He finds Maliki Matavo for six, and the Bruins go up by eight. 
Third and goal now for UCLA. They'll run it with TJ Harden, and it's just too easy. Bruins now up 21-6 on Colorado. Colorado in danger as the fourth quarter is starting to wind down in Pasadena. They'll march down the field and put up another three to make this one a 9-21 game. Not what you want to see if you're a Buffs fan. UCLA back with the ball, now in scoring position. Colin Schleep with a great read here. Pulls the ball away from his running back, makes a man miss, and gets in the end zone for another Bruins six. UCLA putting this one out of reach, and this puts the exclamation point on the game to make it crunch time for the Buffs, if you ask me. Buffs working downfield. Shadur Sanders lets one rip. And the ball finds its way into the hands of Jimmy Horn Jr. for Colorado's first touchdown of the game. But it came too late. Colorado down 12 in this matchup late in the game to UCLA. And that's the way this one will finish. CU falls on the road to UCLA, 16-28. Taking a look now at CU's remaining games, it doesn't get any easier. They take on number 16 Oregon State and Arizona as their next two home games, who are both strong teams. Then the Buffs will close out the regular season at Washington State, then travel to Salt Lake for a rivalry week game against Utah in that rumbling of the Rockies matchup, who's ranked 18th in the country currently. Now we'll shift things up and take a look at Air Force. Over the weekend, we had a matchup between the Air Force Academy and Colorado State in Fort Collins. The Falcons were able to get the job done, beating the Rams 30-13. to with the win, Air Force remains undefeated on the season and currently holds that top spot in the Mountain West Conference. The Falcons move up to 17th in the country after that win, which marks the first time they've been ranked this high nationally since 2002. So if you're an Air Force fan long time, this may be one of the best years you've ever seen for their football program. Now, just taking a quick look here at the AP Top 25. For reference, Air Force, as we talked about, moves up to that 17th spot nationally after the win over Colorado State. I said it once, but I'll say it again. It's a good year to be a Falcons fan. CU men's basketball is gearing up for a new season with the highest-rated recruit the program has ever landed. Head coach Tad Boyle is excited for the season in front of the Buffs. When asked about his team at Pac-12 Media Day, head coach of CU men's basketball, Tad Boyle, didn't hold back his thoughts. It's deep. It's talented. There's no doubt. You know, I, I go back to that first uh, first team that I coached, inherited, you know, all those guys. We were really talented offensively. Obviously, we, were, we weren't in the Pac-12 yet by then, but uh, uh, this, this is a good group. Uh, a lot of talent, a lot of depth, and uh, yeah. A lot of returning talent is something to be excited about. However, one first-year player seems to be all the talk. Boyle says this is what to expect from newcomer Cody Williams this season. You know, every day he gets better and better, and that's what we've talked about with, with Cody is just let's just take each day as it comes. Let's, not, let's eliminate as much as we can the outside noise. I want our fans to understand that there will be a learning curve, you know, and I had a chance to coach Cody this summer with USA Basketball, and, you know, there was an adjustment there. Uh, but managing expect expectations is going to be big for him, and it's something that we're, we're going to talk about a lot you know, as the season goes. Williams is the first five-star commit the Buffs have ever landed. In his first game in Boulder, Williams played over 26 minutes and scored eight points. His team knows he's capable of more with time. The crazy thing about it is he's still so young. He still has so much to learn, and he's willing to learn, so he comes to me and Tristan all the time, asks us questions. I mean, we talk a lot. 
outside of practice, hang out um, outside of practice and stuff like that. But, yeah, he's a, he's a special talent. Colorado is favored to finish fifth in the Pac-12 conference this year, but we'll see if they can improve on that preseason mark. So CU men's basketball season began last week, and they picked up a win in Boulder against MSU Denver. So they're looking good to start off the year. We'll see if they can keep up the good work. But uh, make sure to continue coming back to us for all the latest sports coverage here in the Valley and beyond. We'll see you next time. Join us in exploring the everyday lives of community members here in the Vail Valley. Hear their inspiring stories of how they came here, their contributions to our community, and why they chose to call this place home. We want you to be one of our neighbors. If you would like to be featured or nominate someone to be featured, please send an email to danielle at tv8vail.com. We look forward to featuring your story right here on TV8. Each week on The Tech Show, you can look forward to the latest in technology and how you can use it too. We'll also chat with leading experts and you'll find out if the latest gadget will take my money or not. Don't miss The Tech Show. Tech your local listings. When you're in Vail, you're in vacation mode and you need a flexible home tour experience that fits into your schedule. We transformed how you view and buy homes in the Vail Valley with immersive cutting-edge technology, you can explore properties 10 times faster. In our lounge, we guide you through this digital world on a 16-foot screen where you can imagine your next home in comparison to your favorite recreational spots. Say goodbye to multi-day home tours and hello to a quick stop between your other plans. That's the power of the immersion theater. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Throughout our valley, we have so many incredible organizations that are working hard to do good. And up next, we've got Access Unbound joining us to talk about how they're helping people with adaptive needs still get all the access they need to the outdoors. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Now, I am excited about the next two ladies joining me here on the couch because it's such an important initiative. We're going to be talking about Access Unbound. I've got Katie, the founder, joining me here today, and Elizabeth, the executive director. How are you, ladies? Great. <laughs> Good. I'm so happy. I'm sure this is probably fun to be sitting here on the couch with somebody in a costume. <laughs> always, it's always you know, good to have a Halloween day. It just kicks in the start of feeling joyful and excited. So, Katie, you started Access Unbound. Tell me about it. Uh, yeah, we started in 2016, and we are the only organization here in the Valley that supports people with disabilities regardless of their age, their background, um, their disability, and so we're filling in a lot of the niches here in the Valley to make sure that people with disabilities have access to the professional snow sports that are happening here in the Valley. Mm -hmm. That's really important. You know, snow sports are wonderful for all people involved. And so what was your mission and why did you choose to really get involved and to start Access Unbound? Uh, our mission really is to enable access to professional recreational opportunities. And our focus right now has been on snow sports. Um, and I've been involved in the industry for a long time and saw a real need here. There was a, a pretty large segment of our population 
both here in, in Eagle County, but also in the greater population of Colorado, that we're not having access to this higher caliber of learning experience. And so we were trying to fill that gap and make sure that everybody could have a little bit more access to that. That's amazing. So 2016, so how has the program grown? It's been, we're coming on oh eight God. years now. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, we've gone, we've served We've done over 900 days of access for people with disabilities. We're generally serving around 80 people per winter, um, growing from, you know, a half dozen the first year. So it's been incredible and really building some great relationships and seeing some amazing accomplishments. You know, 98% of our um, recipients report having a significant change or a huge change in mental health. We're seeing huge growth in physical ability, cognitive ability, um, yeah, it's just been amazing to see the accomplishments. And um, we've had people who have gone through our program who have then felt the confidence to go on and try having a career and try working. It's just, it's so much more than just skiing and snowboarding. So it's a pretty powerful thing to be a part of. That's really amazing. And, and I would agree. It's just so cool to see people with disabilities out on the slopes because you just think about what they're accomplishing and yeah. overcoming and and just people that are willing to uh, to support them as well. Yeah, it's huge. Our donors are what make this happen, and we're grateful for all their support, for sure. That's amazing. So, Elizabeth, Executive Director, tell me a little bit about your story. How did you get involved, and how did the two of you connect? Well, I've always <laughs> been passionate about sports, and have recently, you know, having moved to the Vail Valley, uh, was digging into the adaptive sports community, and I saw what Katie built, and um, we were able to connect over kind of a shared love of adaptive sports and making sure that people have access. So as you know, as soon as I met Katie, I could feel, um, you know, the passion and care that she had and she's, um, incredible at what she does. So it's been wonderful to learn from her and I look forward to kind of carrying on the mission and working alongside her. Absolutely. So mission, you know, access and bound is wonderful, but there's a larger initiative in the state of Colorado called Colorado Gives, but you're involved in Eagle County Gives. So tell me about that. And then what do we have to look forward to coming up? Sure. There's a a special giving window coming up for all the nonprofits in the Vail Valley. Um, There's 56 nonprofits as part of the Eagle County Gives Coalition. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a whole host across all these sectors basic human needs, animal rescue, um, protecting the mountains that we explore, uh, you know, supporting people with disabilities. So um, we are all supporting one another and kind of helping each other fundraise during Colorado Gives Day coming up on December 5th. Um, We're also part of an early giving window that starts tomorrow, November 1st. So any donations that come in between November 1st and December 5th, uh, will be eligible for incentive funds. So anybody who wants to give, um, your money will be maximized, your donation will be amplified. So if you're planning on giving to your favorite nonprofits in the Vail Valley, I would encourage you to go to eaglecountycoloradogives.org. <laughs> Look up your favorite nonprofits, um, and you can click right through and donate tomorrow. Awesome. So Eagle County, Colorado Gives.org yes. is where you can go to, to give early access donations. Yep. And so. it'll click you right through to the donation page. You can look up missions. You can look up different nonprofits and um, see the wealth of nonprofits that are in the Vail Valley, making this a very well-rounded place to live. That's amazing. Now, donors are a huge part of how you've been able to keep going. So talk to me about the partnerships, anybody that has just really made a major impact on Access Unbound. Oh gosh, there's so many. Um, Broad question. (laughs) Well, we've been, you know, we have some incredible donors. We had 
we have had some donations that have been put, donors who have put up some matches for us. We have a match for Colorado Gives Day in addition to the incentive fund. Um, and so that's been instrumental. We also have worked really hard the last few years to create a program called the Access Card. Okay. It's a program that happens in September um, where we are really working with our business community and our local community to promote them, to help promote us, to help get our <laughs> locals some discounts. So it's a discount card people purchase for donation to our organization. And then there's a two-week shopping period, September 16th to the 30th. So that's been a really special yeah. kind of donor cultivation, but also getting to know the, the community that we're so proud to be a part of and trying to help support them as well. You know, But then there's just so many individual donors who have just been instrumental and some amazing great local organizations giving grants, Vale Valley Cares, Thrift Stores has an incredible grant program that we've mm. been honored to be a part of. Um, so yeah, there's just too many to list. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. And so that, that's typically every September. So if we wanted to find more information about that, just head to the website. Yeah, the access card, you can head to our website, which is accessonbound.org. Um, and then, you know, follow social media. We're here on TV8, Vail Daily, et cetera. Keep an eye out for the list of businesses. Look for it. Um, but it's definitely a great way. I do all my holiday shopping, so I'm done all my holiday shopping already. That's a great um, way to do that. Yeah, Be so, ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, Elizabeth, uh, speaking of volunteering, you know, how can we get involved? Tell us more. So I would recommend um, going to eaglecountycoloradogives.org mm-hmm. and um, looking up your favorite nonprofits, check out their mission, and reach out directly. I think there are a lot of great organizations that always look for support, whether that's in-kind donations or actually volunteering and helping support their mission. So I would say find out what you're passionate about, and there's definitely a nonprofit that could use your skills. That's true, and you know, nonprofits are wonderful, and it's just great to be part of the community and to support the community and all of the things that we do here. You know, we're not just a resort town. We're not just a vacation town. No, that's what makes this community special. And, and the Eagle, Eagle County Gives Collaborative is this really coming together to help each other rise. And it's a really powerful group of people. And it's a real honor to be a part of that. It really is. And, you know, we're in shoulder season, but this is such a great way to get involved and to get plugged in and be able to support everyone and help us navigate the, the busy times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, ladies, tell us, where can we go for more information? One more time. I know we've got the website here, but can we follow initially on social media and being able to give donations, et cetera? Go ahead. For our organization, absolutely. We'd love to have you follow us on social media. Check out our website, accessunbound.org. Um, and then um, going to our coloradogives.org page for Access Unbound, specifically for Colorado Gives. Um, starting tomorrow, we'd love to have you donate through that page specifically so that that helps us meet our match, but also get more of that incentive fund coming from the state. Um, and then do you want to share the information for the Colorado Gives? And go to eaglecountycoloradogives.org. Eagle, uh, wonderful. Yep, and we got the website up right now, so um, this is a great way to get plugged into our local county. Wonderful. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining me. Now, tomorrow, early access giving, and then December 5th is when it actually is the the larger scale. It's (laughs) a statewide effort. Statewide effort. Awesome. Well, wonderful. Great to see you both. Thank you for coming on, and happy Halloween. Thank you. You Happy Halloween. Absolutely. Now, we've got a bit more of the Halloween celebrations coming up on our show. We'll be right back after this. You're not going to want to miss it. Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? 
All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. You're watching K34QB, Vail, Colorado. Welcome back to our second hour of Good Morning Vale here on this Saturday, November 4th. I'm Ben Roof, your in-studio host, and today we are talking all about community service. So in our second hour, we've got Runs for ALS joining us. We've also got Speak Up Reach Out and Red Sandstone Elementary talking about their upcoming Tiger Drive. So your second hour of Good Morning Vale starts right now. Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. TV8 is serving the community 24 hours a day, seven days a week, delivering content in all sorts of mediums. Take us with you on the go as Good Morning Vale and Good Day Vale are now available as podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Pandora. And don't forget, you can always find TV8 on YouTube, TV8Vale.com, and all of our social media platforms. 
just another reason why there's more for you on 92. My name is Tyler Alvarez. Uh, I work here at Sweet Basil in Vail. I'm a bartender here. I originally came to Vail to snowboard. I slept on my sister and my cousin's couch for what was supposed to be a week, turned into two months, and then I found my own spot, and then kind of made friends and worked different places in the valley and kind of just fell in love with it more and more every single day and ended up finding my way to Sweet Basil through some friends who worked here and all the great things that I heard about it. And yeah, I've been here for four years now. It, it's hard to wake up in Vail and, and be upset when you look outside. It's just beautiful. My favorite part about working at Sweet Basil is definitely that I could be proud about everything that we're putting out, whether it's food, drinks. We also get to be really creative here. Uh, the bartenders, the, the whole team here, we, we workshop our menus every season, so we'll start with a spirit or an ingredient, and then we get to be really creative and, and make a whole project of it. And then when we get the final product, it's, it's a drink that we're all really proud of for the whole menu, and that's super fun, just being able to be creative and, and work with new things. And the most fun cocktails to make, though, are definitely the ones that we get to create from scratch. When people take a sip and say, oh my God, this is delicious, or they just love it. And that's probably the most fun for me, the, the, the creativity behind it and making unique cocktails. That For me, that would be the most fun drink to make, just the, the one that you start from scratch and then people are excited about. I'm Tyler. I live and work in Vail. Come see me at Sweet Basil. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Runs for ALS is another amazing local organization that's doing a lot of work to help people who are suffering from ALS, or also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. And we had them join us to talk about both their runs for ALS and their upcoming Vale Bar Crawl. Let's take a look. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Here in the Valley, we like to talk about things that maybe a lot of our viewers don't know about. And one of those is a disease called ALS, and that stands for Amyotrophic Lateral Sclerosis. And I've got not only two experts that know about it, but are also out there working hard to bring awareness, but more importantly, support those that have ALS both from a financial standpoint by raising money and also from a support standpoint as far as community. Pamela, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much good. for having us. And Michael, how are you, sir? Doing well. Thank good. you for having well, us. Well, let's learn a little bit about ALS for the viewers that may not know anything about it. Of course. Um, so basic, basic definition is it's a neurological disease and there is a breakdown in the nerves in the body between the brain and the muscles. So the first signs of ALS are some twitching. Uh, lots of times people actually experience it, um, you know, when their muscles are tired, like it's like some muscle twitching in their, right. um, usually arms or legs. Uh, it starts as that. And then it is more of a, just a, it's a very slow progression of weakness throughout the body because the muscles will break down because they're not getting that communication from the brain to work and to activate. Um, 
doctors and scientists still don't know. There's still so much unknown about ALS of what actually causes it, what can prevent it. Um, but it's a very, um, ultimately, you know, it's a terminal disease. Ultimately, our, our lungs are a muscle, and ultimately you're, not, you're unable to breathe uh, on your own. And that's where it ultimately people end up passing, is unable to breathe. They're they are able to get a trach so they can help have assistance breathing. Right. Um, that, is a, that is a very difficult lifestyle. Um, some choose not to, some do, and it still doesn't, um, it doesn't mean forever right. <laughs> with it, even still. It just can progress um, and uh, have a longer lifespan, lifespan if they would like. Right. Now, when I was looking at and trying to learn a little bit more about ALS myself, I saw that 90% of the cases are sporadic, which means there is no indicator, there is no family history, there's no key indicators where someone would have ALS, and only 10% is familial where there is a history in the family, which leads you to believe how in the heck don't we know so much about this disease? Because it's been around for a while. Like mm -hmm. I, I mentioned in the opening of the show, uh, a lot of people know it maybe as Lou Gehrig's disease. So it's been around for a while, yep. but trying to find out and pinpoint the origin and what causes it has still been a mystery. Yes, <laughs> and it is a... Um it is a very big frustration, you know, for people who are more involved with it and have that maybe personal connection. Um, you, you hear a lot in communication saying, uh, you know, ALS doesn't discriminate because there, there is no, um, there, are, there are statistics, there are research out there. Um, it tends to be males between 40 and 60, yep. middle-aged males. I, I don't think they know why. Um, it just happens to those are how the numbers have shown over the past and the research that they've done. And obviously, they're, I'm, sh well, I'm sure they're taking that in con into consideration as to right. why. Um, but children, female, male, older, younger, it, it doesn't, it hasn't mattered right. um, with people getting ALS. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is a big, is a big question that we still, still don't know. Yeah. And as with any disease, obviously, it takes its toll on the individual with the disease, both from a personal standpoint, career standpoint but then also with the family, because there's a lot of considerations that need to be made on caring for that individual now. Absolutely, um, and depending on how fast of a progression that people have, which, which the people don't know, the doctors don't know, uh, which is also very, you know, you just got this disease and they're not able to tell you much either. Right. Um, you kind of have to react as it goes, which just makes the whole experience that much harder as well. You, you can try to prepare as best as you can and from what people can tell you, um, but you, it is, it will, it's literally a surprise when things start to change in your body and what you realize you can't do anymore and right. having to adapt to that. And the, I, I guess I can't speak for them, um, but I imagine it being one of the most frustrating things is that it doesn't affect your brain and how you think and how you work, but you can't do what you think. Right. You know, in that I, I, I can't imagine what that feels like. And to have to know that you can still think and do and work, like do your profession, you know, think about it, but you can't actually do it. Right. Um, and having to rely on that support physically, um, which then turns into a 24-7 care. Yep. You know, not just uh, I can't drive. I just can't drive. You know, it's 
24-7, the basic things of life of brushing your teeth, getting up and going to the bathroom, eating, just the basic things of life and that you need, you can't do on your own. Yeah, and reading about it, there's different severities with some where people are completely catatonic, where in others there's more functionality, there's more movement and mobility, but the financial impact on individuals can be 250 or more thousand dollars a year just to get the proper care. That's not even mentioning medications that mm -hmm. may be out there that not cure, but maybe can help and assist in some of the symptoms. So let's talk a little bit about the financial component and runs for ALS and what you've founded and created. Right. So runs for ALS is the nonprofit. Um, this was created because my brother passed away of ALS in 2019. And it was in 2017 that he got the diagnosis and we were told, you know, we, they've never seen such, they'd, so ALS is very hard to diagnose. Mm -hmm. The symptoms, what, happen, what happens to start in the body is symptoms for thousands of diseases or anything that could be wrong, you know, as a first indicator. So it is really hard to say you have, you have ALS. And I, I probably think that they wanna rule that out as much as they can without giving somebody that terminal diagnosis as well. Right. So, but that is a very frustrating time period too to also know something's wrong, but we don't know what. Um, when, it, when my brother did get his diagnosis, the doctor was saying how they had never really diagnosed so early. Um, you came in, you know, he knew the right people to go in right away, kind of by, you know, bypassed a couple steps that I think could have prolonged that. Um, it seemed to be just in his left hand. So, and it really was like that for a while. And we, we thought maybe we were pretty lucky that we would have, it would be a very slow progressing and we would have a lot more time. Right. Um, and the first year pretty much was that. And the second year was not. Uh, it happened really fast. Nobody knows why. Um, and it is, what you find out, it is, it is really hard to live with ALS. Right. And it's really hard to um, afford to live with ALS. And so I, we're from Massachusetts. That's where my brother lived. And I live out here now. Um, and I was trying to, I used to, I would go back once a month and help if I could, just spend time with him. And I wanted to do more because it got to the point where he needed 24-7 care. Uh, my sister, he has, you know, family, wife and two kids. She was working. Kids, you know, they have they needed, they needed help and they have, we had a huge community of help of people doing little things and I would really, I can't stress how really important that is for really anybody who needs any kind of help in, you know, you don't have to ask one person for do everything. If you just have one person do one thing, you know, and you have a community, a team of little, little stuff getting done, it is such a huge help and a huge impact to just have one person bring a meal, just have one person take the trash out. Right. You know, the one less thing that is such a little thing to them, but that you don't have to worry about and that you have other things that you can focus on is really so huge. Um, but it got to the point where he needed the 24-7 care and uh, insurance only covers so much. Right. Um, and it really not a lot. Mm. And so um, I thought of it, I thought, you know, we're out here skiing, we're in Vail. You know, we're going to ski anyways. Right. So I thought, well, let's do a fun little challenge. Instead of doing a walk or a run, like a lot of fundraisers are, let's ski. So I got my friends together and 
we thought of this fun little, like, let's, do tw let's see if we can do 20 runs. Um, and we can do it, but I also didn't realize <laughs> how long or hard of a day it was. And it was a, a, an actual challenge. Um, <laughs> so it's a whole day. Yeah. Um, but people loved it. You know, it's still doable, you know, and, and it was great. And we raised a couple thousand dollars just by, hey, we're doing this, come, you know, support us kind of thing. And there yeah. was probably like a dozen of us out there. And so we raised a couple thousand dollars. It was great. It was fun. Um, got the word out there, you know, talked about ALS and Lou Gehrig's disease. The November of 2019, he passed. And so I just, I was just talking to Mick being one of them. He, you know, one of my good friends, it's like, we could keep doing this. We could help more people. You know, now I'm in the kind of like AS, ALS community and people I just talk to on Facebook that are active, you know, are very vocal about it. And there happened to be one in Colorado Springs, Stephen Martin, and never met him. Um, but I just, he reminded me a lot of my brother. He was a um, father of two, funny guy, spiritual guy, and very vocal. Like a lot of people with ALS have a hard time being vocal about it because they can't speak. Right. There comes to a point where these muscles do not work and they can't, and that's very hard. Um, but he still was, and I just was really drawn to him and reached out to him and was like, I know you don't know me, <laughs> but you know, this was my story, and we want to continue to do this ski you know, fundraiser, and we'd like to help you. Um, and so he did. And then it was COVID, so we didn't ski. <laughs> but we got creative and was just honestly also trying to just get people moving during COVID. Hey, get outside, do 20 miles or 20 minutes or 20 laps or 20 of something. Yeah. Um, and we raised even more money. It was quite, wow. um, it, it was very humbling um, to, to see it happen. And so I decided to make it a 501c3, an official nonprofit and you know, move forward and having my experience and just seeing how there's, there are quite a few organizations out there that raise money for research. And it's so important. It's vital yeah. because there is still, there is still no cure. Um, yes, they have some med medicine out there, some treatments that are supposed to help slow down the progression of ALS. I think from what I have read, they are all it's some, it works for some, not for others. I, right. You can't say it 100% slows the progression down. Yeah. Um, and then it's also, this is a big fight that people are actually are trying to, are, are fighting for in the um, standpoint of what's approved uh, by the FDA and what people can take, what's covered under insurance. People literally can't afford to live with ALS. Yeah, with, that's what we were talking about, just that expense that goes along. And it is a fight. It's a yeah. fight financially. It's a fight emotionally it's a fight physically to get through this in your event it's got a facebook page or it's got a instagram and facebook what yes. is that yep runs for als so it's, runs for ALS. it's the number four okay um and it's also the number four runs for als.org um, is our website to find out any information uh, we have two events now and so our second one is a is a bar crawl in vale, in vale village nice. uh, that we this is now going to be our third year um doing that and it's a, you know, it's a smaller event, you know, but I was trying to just think of how to get the word out there more about us, about the organization. And because hundred percent of our money raised during these events go to people living with ALS. We give grants to people living with ALS. We also do support other organizations that raise money for research. Right. Um, but our main mission and goal is to help people living with ALS. And when is that event? That's November, is it the 11th? Yep, Saturday, okay. November 11th. 
The crawl itself will happen between five and eight. Okay. So if people work till six, like that's okay. Yeah. They can come and Get crawl. Get out there and participate. Yeah, they can crawl anytime um, between that between, between that range. Um, we have five locations. Okay. So our little our like home base for the event is at Cucina, which is at the Lodge of Fail. Yep. So people will check in there. I'll be there, check people in, um, give a little spiel, you know, a rundown of of what they need to do, and they'll get the they'll get a crawl card that'll have each of the locations on there. Each of the it's a little bit different, you know. People you don't have to just go and get a drink. Yeah. Um, we wanted to make it fun. We wanted to make it so if people didn't want to drink, they didn't have to to participate. Um, they will there will be a challenge or an activity at each location um, that. You don't necessarily have to do well at to participate either. So it's a little more interactive. <laughs> yeah. You get the community involvement. You get the awareness aspect. And, of course, what we're after is that fundraising component to help the research and help the individuals. Yeah. And so a big part of this event um, is Kuchina donating 25% of the food and beverage sales uh, during that day. So they're going to be open from 3 to 9. We'll be there. We'll be there hanging out. Um, so even if people don't want to crawl, or if they can't, if they're available in the afternoon, come have lunch, you know, yeah. come watch some football. Um, you know, there's still, that's still a great way that people can get involved, find out a little bit more, contribute a little bit more um, if they can't actually crawl. Uh, but we are super thankful to Kachina. Yeah. We have Pazos, Vale Brewing Company, uh, Vendettas, and 10th Mountain Whiskey. Those are our five locations Wonderful on the crawl that are, we're super thankful for them. It, everyone, every year, um, I mean, I know we've only done it twice, but every year people just say how much fun they have, yeah. and it's for such a great cause that, you know, it's generally a slower weekend now. Vail Mountain opening a little bit earlier. Yep. We know, you know, we notice it is a little bit slower, and the locals, it gives a good, a good excuse for the locals yeah. to get out, support some local businesses, bring them some business, support us, um, and hopefully learn more about um, ALS at the same time and how they can be involved in and hopefully then come to our ski event in March, yeah. the, the 21 keep Challenge. building it up and keeping it doing. Well, Pamela, Michael, thank you for all you do. Viewers, get out there. 11.11 runs for ALS. Get on the Facebook page. But more importantly, get out there and participate. This is a great event. We'll thank be you so much. We'll be back soon with more Good Morning Vale. Nap Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. Familia, estamos muy emocionados de por fin presentarles nuestro nuevo programa completamente en español, Conexión Latina, que se estrena este lunes 21 de agosto a partir de las 7 de la tarde. Por el momento, el programa se transmitirá los lunes, miércoles y viernes de 7 a 7 y media de la tarde, con una repetición de 7 y media a 8, así que no hay excusas para perdértelo. Te recuerdo que puedes sintonizar nuestra programación a través del canal 92 de Comcast nuestra página web cvadel.com y nuestra página de Facebook CBA Conexión Latina. Acompáñanos en esta nueva aventura llena de información y entretenimiento local. No te lo pierdas.
I'm Raisa Pastel. And I'm Andrea Jackson. Welcome to Life Love Shopping. Do you have any personal stories you can share? Do I? <laughs> yes, I so, do. so even though you work for- Some good deals, too good to miss on Flash Deals. Now check this out. Studies show spending time outdoors can help with depression, lowering blood pressure, and overall health and happiness. When you're in Vail, you're in vacation mode, and you need a flexible home tour experience that fits into your schedule. We've transformed how you view and buy homes in the Vail Valley. With immersive, cutting-edge technology, you can explore properties 10 times faster. In our lounge, we guide you through this digital world on a 16-foot screen where you can imagine your next home in comparison to your favorite recreational spots. Say goodbye to multi-day home tours and hello to a quick stop between your other plans. That's the power of the immersion theater. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. I'm not sure if you're aware, but Red Sandstone Elementary is the only public school in Vale, and every year they do their annual Tiger Drive, which helps them raise the money they need to help support the school in the town of Vale. And we had them join us on the couch a little bit earlier this week to talk about that upcoming event. Welcome back. We're at the top of Hour 2 at Good Morning Vale. And joining me today on the couch is the Vice President of the PTO at Red Sandstone Elementary, Kristen Letko, and the famous face of the Tiger Drive. <laughs> Kristen, how are you this morning? Good morning. Thank you so much for having us. Thrilled. We're so excited to be here. Thrilled to have you here. I Like I mentioned, lions, tigers, and bears are mine, but we've got the tiger of the trio joining us on the couch well, today. Well, he might be the one stealing the show, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, this is so fun. So tell me a bit about about why we've got a tiger on the couch today. <laughs> so Red Sandstone, Vail's only public school, is hosting our annual Tiger Drive. We did this last year and had great success funding our basketball court okay. that will be going in in the spring. So we're back this year hoping to have even more success and fund our STEM lab this year. That's our big ask and where all of our proceeds are uh, going this year. That's so we're amazing. really excited about that. And, and that's being executed and championed by the PTO. And yeah. So talk to me a little bit about, um, about the PTO at Red Sandstone and just really your involvement. We are uh, a group of moms across the board. So whether you are someone who's super involved like myself or perhaps someone who does smaller projects for us on the side, everybody matters in making our school the place that it is. And I truly stand by that Red Sandstone is one of the most amazing educational facilities that I've ever been in as a former teacher myself. Mm-hmm. They love our kids, and they're just so student-focused that um, it's such an amazing place to have my kids go to, and having the PTO support behind that 
is like nothing I've ever seen. We're so fortunate to have red sandstone in Vail. It's such an amazing place. That's great. And so the Tiger Drive. So this has been a longstanding tradition. It is. Last year was the basketball court. So that is being implemented and and built so that it'll be ready to go by next spring. Is that correct? Yep. We're hoping to get that dug in the spring. It's a lot of a project. You have to sort of excavate and level things out. And with our snowy weather, we have to be careful with the type of material that we're using. Mm -hmm. But... We're hopeful that that will go in in the spring and be just another amazing place for our kids to play outside. So That's great. So what is the initiative? Like, how do you decide where the money is going to be allocated and what the next project will be? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, when we were looking at where what our big ask for this year should be, we had a lot of ideas bounce around about what would benefit the kids the most. And when we looked at our budgeting, we noticed that our STEM lab for each child at Red Sandstone, there was only $2 allocated for each, for the entire year. So we knew if you think about how much technology aspects or components cost, we knew it was really important to fund that in a way that would be beneficial. And $2 was not making the cut. So we asked our STEM teacher, Jill Fletcher, um, what she had in mind and what she could use that money towards. And she just has some amazing ideas about robots for K to two wow. and coding for three to five. And we're really hopeful that with the funding that we raise from Tiger Drive, that we'll be able to fulfill those asks and requests for her to benefit the kids. Well, That's know, what it's all about. And it's never too late to start branching into that, especially as we as a society are moving more into Well, it's never technology. too early. It's I never too early. It's never too early. It's amazing to see. I have a uh, first grader now who was in kindergarten last year, and he was learning to code. Wow. Like he was learning to code little um, men on the computer to do dances and moves in his computer screen. I don't even know how to do that. So the fact that Red Sandstone sees the value in that and wants our kids to have that skill is amazing. It really is. You know, I learned how, I, t- I think I took a C++ college or <laughs> course in college, and I'll tell you what, I wish I had learned more because it's a great career to go into. Well, and that's another thing. I think that it's a wonderful um, path for kids to sort of start to explore if that's something they would want to pursue in the future. So not not only the kids that like should know how to do it just because, but also the kids that might find interest in that moving forward and might want to pursue a career in that. Absolutely. Like like instilling that love now. Absolutely. So really so, important. So work. tell me about the Tiger Drive itself. What exactly is it? Give me the details, all yeah. the funding. We're it's going to be a great night. It is a community-wide event. So it is not just for our school population. We are hoping to pull in people across the community to get involved in this event. We have DJ Crusher coming out to uh, play some tunes for us. There will be, it's casino night. So we will have all sorts of games, uh, blackjack, roulette. Tickets include money to play those games. Great. Um, And then we have Reed Phillips, uh, big name in Vail, coming out to help us MC. So it'll be an adult-only night of drinking, gambling and just good company. So it's going to be a really fun evening. That's great. Now, when is the event? Uh, next Saturday, okay. 11-11, lucky 11-11. 
um, at 7 o'clock. So we're really going with a yeah. luck theme there. <laughs> lucky 7, lucky 11 at Manor Vale. They're hosting us this year, and we're just really excited about that. We have a specialty cocktail, the Snake Eyes drink <laughs> on the menu, and that is also included in our ticket price. That's great. So, so where can we go for more information? Tell me the details. Um, if you go to Red Sandstone's website, there will be a link to buy tickets, and there will also be a link to our silent auction that's, that's happening. Great. We have some great local sponsors for that. Um, Sun and Alp is offering up a night um, at the hotel. Awesome. We have Bold Property Management offering to come clean your house. That's huge. Exciting. <laughs> we have some babysitting services on there, um, two arrows, uh, kaleidoscope. So we just have a lot of great things that will be um, offered through our silent auction and sponsored through so many generous people in Vail helping to make this a success. That's great. And Kristen, so you are vice president of the PTO. When did you decide to get involved and how long have you been involved? So I'm actually co-vice president. There's another, okay. um, another vice president who is just a fantastic teammate. I'm so lucky to have her. She couldn't be here today. Um, I have always been involved in my kids' education. I think the more involved that we can be or to be involved at whatever level we're able to be mm -hmm. is really important to show them that their education matters to us. Um, so when I got approached last year as the board was turning over, so it's a two-year term, okay. um, I couldn't think of a better way to get involved. I've always been involved on a smaller scale, being a room mom, helping with those type of things. But it was important to me to get involved on a bigger scale because I think it's important that my kids should know that I'm involved in their education Absolutely. every step of the way. And it's not just for your kids. The work that you're doing now will be building for future students as well. So that's just very Absolutely. exciting. Now, um, are there volunteer opportunities? Yes. about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. We are certainly still looking for members of our community to donate to our silent auction. Um, whether it's gift cards or a party or a service that you can provide, we would love to have some of those things coming in as well. We also need help setting up Manor Vale. They were so generous to host us, but we need it to look as good as it can. So we would love to have members of the community come out and help with that as well. It really is something that we feel the entire community should be a part of mm -hmm. because Red Sandstone is Vale's only public school. So we really want to bring in lots of members of the community as well. Absolutely. And we definitely want to support and, and help uplift the community and the students and the teachers there as well. And then always we'll be having the mascot there as well. <laughs> so fun to see, fun to see all that you're doing and, and all of the participation. Now, well, we don't know who is underneath that mask. There may Who not could be. It be? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> well, Kristen, again, we can head over to the website to find out all the information. Yep. Red, um, um, Red Sandstone's school website will have it right there on the cover page for you. Wonderful. Well, thank you for coming on and for bringing a special guest. I love seeing the tiger joining us here and uh, just very exciting stuff. So next Saturday, 11-11. 11-11, 7 p.m. Wonderful. Well, thank you so very much. Very excited to have you here. Now stay tuned. We've got a lot more here in the second hour of Good Morning Vale. We'll be right back after that. Hi, it's Julio from TV8 Vail. Do you ever wonder why our tagline is there's more for you on 92? Because we're always bringing you more. More Good Morning Vail from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. all year long. More local coverage with Vail Vibes and Covered Bridge on TV8. More opportunities to participate 
with new roundtable panels on mountain perspectives and our new Spanish programming block coming this fall. Find us on Comcast Xfinity Channel 92 on YouTube or our website at tv8vale.com. Lion's Head Jewelers Fossil and Mineral Gallery. Located in the heart of Lion's Head Village for over a decade, our 4,000 square foot gallery boasts a one-of-a-kind experience that cannot be found anywhere else in Vail. We carry the most exquisite array of fine jewelry, high-end minerals, and museum quality fossils. We invite you to come in and explore all the history and beauty that nature has to offer. Hi there. Are you ready to explore famous neighborhoods from New York City to Kentucky? Watch The Neighborhood with host Nicole Newman. Featuring famous people, unique history, and delicious places to eat and drink. Our viewers get an inside personal look at each neighborhood. With each episode we learn, grow, laugh, and live like a local, not just a visitor. Welcome to The Neighborhood. Check your local program schedule and tune in.
Hi friends, welcome to Vale Vibes. I'm Avisha Scarborough and here in Arrowhead today, the air feels crisp, the leaves are changing colors and it's a perfect day for leaf peeping with some great company, of course. This is Roberto and we're about to go have an adventure. Let's go Roberto, ready? All right. Llama Trekking is one of the many offerings from Paragon Guides in the Vale Valley. Co-owner Will Elliott says people love being around these cuddly creatures. I just think they're a big animal that people aren't around a lot, opposed to like a dog or a cat. You know, you put them on the horse spectrum, but um, I think they're a little friendlier than horses. I might could be biased. And his favorite thing about them? That they carry my stuff. Llamas can carry about 20 to 25% of their body weight. What's in the pack? That's lunch. So they're the perfect companion for hiking or picnicking. Will says you won't get much drama with his llamas because of his unique training techniques. I, th I think llamas get a bad rap about spitting, and some do. And one way we've kind of reacted to that is we spit back at them using a bike bottle. Um, and we often are the winner of that confrontation. You're going to squeeze it right in your face. You're going to have that as a holster and you're going to be ready because they're going to put their ears back and get ready to spit at you, but you got to be faster than them. Paragon Guides was started by Will's father in 1978 and they can take you on pretty much any adventure you may want. Anything human powered besides rafting, we'll try to create for you if you're ready to go outside. I mean, uh, whether it's bird watching, to llama tours, to fishing, to climbing a 14er, mountain biking, rock climbing, uh, anything to get you out into the wilderness. So go ahead and explore the outdoors. And as the saying goes, good company along the journey makes the path seem shorter, especially when your companion helps carry your load. For TV8 in Vail, I'm Avisha Scarborough. At Revival Boutique Med Spa, we take an integrative and holistic approach to skincare, focusing on the bigger picture when treating our clients. We use only result-driven and science-based products that contain clean, organic, wild-crafted, and research-based ingredients. From injectables, facials, to body contouring, we offer anything related to looking your best self. Find us in the Riverwalk in Edwards. For a complete list of services, visit us online at RevivalVale.com. Follow us on Instagram at Valley. Fall in love with your skin again. There's lots to love at Revival. Mind, body, beauty. Do you love the outdoor lifestyle? Make sure you tune in every day at 8 p.m. to catch Scoreboard Nation. It's an outdoor lifestyle show dedicated to your three favorite mountain towns, Vail Beaver Creek, Park City, and Reno Tahoe. Join us for an incredible venture. Find us on TV8 Vail, Park City Television, or at thescoredboardnation.com. We can't wait to see you there. 
Nap Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. Today we bring you the first part of our global broadcast exclusive conversation. The streets of Tahrir have once again been filled. Key issues here at the United Nations Climate Change Conference remain unresolved. Police are saying the protesters to move further and further away. I'm Amy Goodman. And I'm Juan Gonzalez. And those are some of the headlines. This is Democracy Now! Hey there, on Good Day Vale, I am so thrilled to be talking about TEDx Vale. And if you don't know much about TED or TEDx, it is an episode that you need to watch. And it's all about helping spread fabulous ideas and creating behavior change that it really can have a humanitarian aspect. So stay tuned and watch our episode today on Good Day Vale. TV8, there's more for you on 92. Serving the local community 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Good morning, Vale! Welcome back to the show. One of our more well-known organizations here in the Valley is Speak Up, Reach Out. As we know, the Vale Valley has had a long history of mental health struggles, and Speak Up, Reach Out has been there to help support us. And today is their incredible Dia de los Muertos fundraiser, and we had them join us on the couch earlier this week to tell us all about it. Okay. Listo? Should I say ready since we're switching gears now? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nick, should I say welcome back since this will be on Good Morning Bell or what should I? Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. All right, we're continuing to share more information with you here on Good Morning Bell. And joining me on the couch is Elian Marquez from Speak Up, Reach Out, a nonprofit organization that does a lot of work regarding suicide intervention, prevention, um, generating awareness. They do tons of trainings, workshops, and he's here to talk all about it today because unfortunately it's a topic that continues to affect millions of people, communities, families all over the world. And it's so important that we open up these spaces to talk about everything they've got uh, going on, everything that they work on um, regarding this topic. So Elian, thank you so much. Thank you for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having Speak Up Reach Out. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about your role. You're the youth and uh, Hispanic and Youth Program Specialist, correct? So tell me a little bit about what you do, and then we'll go into more specifics of um, what Speak Up Reach Out does as a whole. So uh, my role revolves around um, the Hispanic and Youth Program Specialist. So a lot of um, it's mainly targeted towards uh, the youth and okay. being able to be at uh, Youth of Palooza or all these events that are created for the youth. Mm -hmm. um, but more, more than that, my role is created to um, really uh, prevent suicide prevention around the Hispanic community. Yeah. So um, that's a little bit about my role with Speak Up, Reach Out. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And now, 
Um, I mentioned you guys do intervention, prevention, um, workshops, trainings. Tell me a little bit about what you all do um, and you know how you are all able to do such amazing work in the community. So, um, Speak Up Reach Out is the Suicide Prevention and Coalition of Eagle County. Uh, we do a lot of uh, suicide prevention inside the schools, um, a lot of school-based programs, okay. um, which are evidence-based, uh, starting off from fifth grade all the way to 12th grade. Mm -hmm. And according to their age, uh, we have a specific um, signs of suicide or a specific uh, training, um, if, yeah. say, um, depending on, on the age group. Yes, depending on their age group. Um, if they do require a, an intervention, uh, we do have someone from your Hope Center join us. So um, it, our organization mainly revolves around that uh, prevention part. Mm -hmm. um, the intervention really is something that um, your Hope Center does. Okay. And they do that um, as well inside the schools. When we offer our school-based uh, our school our school programs, mm -hmm. um, like I mentioned, they're evidence-based. Evidence um, uh, we do hand out a survey uh, asking, asking them, asking the students, do you, um, do you have a trusted adult? Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? Um, are, is one of, are you feeling a certain way? Uh, are you concerned about uh, another um, friend or um, uh, another friend or Family member, uh, fa family member, okay. or okay. Uh, stuff like that, and according to how they answer, uh, we have um, someone from your Hope Center um, do the inter intervention okay. part, um, and asking, uh, having a screener and stuff like that for for school. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, this this was all kind of a school based programming, but mm -hmm. I know you also do events in the community. Um, you offer also trainings for maybe organizations who want trainings like this. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that and what that looks like, you know, out in the community. So um, we are able to offer all of our programs and um, trainings mm -hmm. for free. Okay. So if anyone requests uh, or let's say here at TVA wants to do a training for you and your staff, uh, we're able to come in and have a QPR training, which is an hour and a half long. Okay. Uh, but for our community, uh, we have uh, weekly QPR, bi-weekly QPRs, um, which you can find more information about at speakupreachout.org. Okay. But um, we offer youth mental health first aid, uh, mental health first aid mm -hmm. assist, which are uh, all trainings. Uh, we do require that you sign up for them, okay. um, which kind of gives us uh, at some of these, we offer um, a snack or a uh, light lunch or stuff like that. Okay. So we prefer um, to know beforehand. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of these trainings, what do they look like? Um, you mentioned QPR. What does that stand for? Or what can folks expect at some of these trainings? Do you all bring speakers? Do you all do the trainings yourself? Kind of what does, the, what does that look like in terms of the trainings? So our training, uh, QPR, is question, persuade, and refer. And um, at uh, we do also offer um, our event series, which is just us bringing in a keynote speaker mm -hmm. uh, that talks about um, men uh, something related around mental health and suicide prevention. Okay. Um, or uh, like this upcoming September, we have our annual memorial ceremony, yes. which is an opportunity to remember the, the people who we've lost, but um, is for suicide survivors. Okay. 
So it's just a safe space that uh, Speak Up, Reach Out has created over the years and um, uh, where a lot of people who have lost someone to suicide uh, come together and um, share a little bit about uh, their journey yes. around the people who they sit around and it's such a wonderful space. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned the word safe space, right? Because a lot of the times, um, you know, we don't talk about suicide or, or we might feel that, that we're alone in this process or, you know, all sorts of stigmas and stuff around suicide. So the fact that you all provide these opportunities, not only in terms of the trainings, which, which obviously is super important, but also, you know, community events, social gatherings where folks can come together and remember their loved ones, um, I think is super special. You mentioned the, the September 10th. Uh, memorial uh, ceremony. Talk to us a little bit more about that. I know it's going to be at Four Eagle Ranch, which is a super cool space. What are the times or, or um, you know, some of the activities maybe that you all have planned for this? Right. So um, our memorial ceremony sorry, will take place on September 10th. Okay. It's um, for anyone in our community that uh, has gone through suicidal ideation or is a suicide survivor. Uh, has lost anyone to suicide, okay. and um, it's a safe space, like I previously mentioned, yes. uh, for for anyone attending. Uh, we have brunch, um, we have other activities. Last year, we did a walk around a, a lake they have around mm -hmm. uh, Fort Eagle Ranch. Uh, we had the opportunity for yoga, and this year, I believe we are doing a ear acupuncture ear acupuncture yeah Is that's how okay. you say it um as well we will have our butterfly which was created by a local artist as well um and having the opportunity to connect with other people who right. who have been around uh, who have lost someone yes. uh in a similar way um is is our main goal yeah. to to be able to um remember and create the safe space yeah mm -hmm. absolutely so that'll be on september 10th yes. at four eagle ranch do folks have to register because i know you mentioned previously a registration process for other events is that the same for for the memorial yes uh we do require uh previous registration okay. um just because we're offering um brunch and we want um everyone to enjoy themselves and be being able to accommodate everyone yes. so we do prefer registration Perfect. Well, Elian, I don't know if you'd like to share maybe your contact information, social media. You obviously mentioned the website, which has tons of, of useful information, resources. Um, you know, uh, it has all the information to your event. So if you want to share any other contact information for folks to get a hold of you, how can they do so? Uh, they can reach me at elian.marcus at speakupreachout.org. Okay. Or uh, they can follow us in Facebook or Instagram at speakupreachout.org. Speak up, reach out, okay. and we're constantly updating our um, our socials. So mm -hmm. you have the newest um, events, um, and yeah, I did want to mention yes, before please. we leave Go ahead. <laughs> uh, that we do have uh, auditions going on for This Is My Brave, which uh, is a show that will be taking place this October, okay. um, and it's from uh, it's healing through uh, storytelling, whether it's a poem, uh, essay. Um, any any way you want to express yourself, okay. uh, we would love to hear your story and um, yeah. So you guys have auditions happening for that now through October or? So uh, more recently, the 12th and the 17th of August. Okay. 
And um, other than that, if you want to reach out to me or anyone at our anyone at, on my team, mm -hmm. you can do so um, through the speakupreachout.org. Yes. And um, we can get you, if none of those dates work for anyone, uh, we can set up a time. Perfect. So what I'm hearing, it's kind of like a talent show, uh, kind of like an open mic situation where folks can express themselves mm -hmm. through different forms of art. Yes, of. through different forms of art. Um, and um, yeah telling your story, um, whether it's been depression and, um, or, or any other mental health illness, okay. and how you overcame that through whatever it may have been. Perfect. Well, we'll have to check that out. Thank you so much for joining us today, Elian, sharing all this super important information with our community. We are going to take a short break, but stay tuned for more of Good Morning Vale. Listo. Se me, se me seguía cayendo. <laughs> Well, that's all the time we have for this Saturday edition of Good Morning Vale. Thank you so much for tuning in and learning all about our local nonprofits. And if you're looking for something to do today, make sure to head out to Speak Up, Reach Out's Dia de los Muertos event. I hope you guys have a great Saturday. Until then, this is Good Morning Vale, and I'm Ben Roof. Are you looking for exciting and nutritious recipes to cook at home? Watch Colorful Cooking with Tracy Miller on TV8 Vale. Tracy brings you the best in fresh and healthy foods for the active outdoor lifestyle. Stream online at tv8vale.com or find us on Comcast Xfinity Channel 92. There's more for you on 92. Tune into Coffee with America and start your day in the right direction, where we go over the latest and greatest in health, lifestyle, entertainment, and more. Start your day off on Coffee with America.
Hi, I'm Gretchen Fleshaw, host of TVA Fail. From fashion to food, from film to festivals, experience a unique look at the boutiques, spas, restaurants, 